Welcome to A Shower of Roses. I'm Jenna, your host. On this podcast, we read together the readings for the upcoming Sunday Mass in the Roman Catholic Church, so that when you walk into Mass on Sunday, you feel enlightened and empowered with the knowledge of the Gospel that you need to have a meaningful and personal experience with Christ every week. I'm Catholic, but you certainly don't have to be to listen to this podcast. The Gospel is for anyone, anywhere, at any state of life. We're so glad you're here. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Sock Religious. You guys have heard me talk about Sock Religious before, but I just wanted to share with you some of the awesome products I've gotten from them over the past few months. My husband got me for Christmas a pair of Our Lady of Guadalupe socks, and I absolutely love them. They are perfect for wearing under my boots that I wear to work all the time. They are super soft and well-made. And for our uh, Valentine's Day, I got my husband this t-shirt, super soft, that says, first things first, I'm the realist. And it has a picture of the monstrance with the Eucharist in it. I absolutely love it. And I also got him an adorable pair of St. Joseph socks for the year of St. Joseph. So there's all of that and so much more at SockReligious.com. If you use the code ROSES at checkout, you'll receive 10% off your order. That is SockReligious.com. Use the code ROSES at checkout. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Hallow. Hallow is the number one Catholic prayer and meditation app. I have been using Hallow for several months. I was a little skeptical at first because I wasn't really into praying with apps or my phone, but Hallow has changed all of that. It has become a keystone in the way that I pray all day, every day. I start off my day with a minute meditation. My husband and I end the day with a sleep meditation or an examine and there's all of that and so much more content in the Hallow app and I am partnering with Hallow to give you a free trial of all their fabulous content if you go to hallow.com slash shower of roses that's h-a-l-l-o-w dot com slash shower of roses Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to be reading the readings for May 9th, 2021, the sixth Sunday of Easter in year B of the Roman Catholic Church. The first reading is from Acts chapter 10, verses 25 to 26, 34 to 35, and 44 to 48. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him, and falling at his feet, paid him homage. Peter, however, raised him up, saying, Get up! I myself am also a human being. Then Peter proceeded to speak and said, In truth, I see that God shows no partiality. Rather, in every nation, whoever fears him and acts uprightly is acceptable to him. While Peter was still speaking these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the word. The circumcised believers who had accompanied Peter were astounded that the gift of the Holy Spirit should have been poured out on the Gentiles also, for they could hear them speaking in tongues and glorifying God. Then Peter responded, 
Can anyone withhold the water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit even as we have? He ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. So this portion of Acts of the Apostles is dealing with this uh, debate amongst, you know, even the apostles and the, the first Christian, which was, is salvation available to the Gentiles, meaning non-Jews? And it's something that Peter, you know, struggled with, all of them probably struggled with, because they themselves were Jewish, um, and they followed the Jewish you know, laws of, of worship and of eating and of circumcision. So the question becomes, if a Gentile wants to follow Jesus, does that mean that they also have to follow the Jewish laws? So really, this is an identity crisis and a pivotal moment where the followers of Jesus have to kind of say, okay, are we Jewish still? Or are we something different? Is this something entirely new? Um, and so, you know, the, the ending, as Peter says here, is that God shows no partiality. The, the only uh, qualifications you have to have to be a Christian is that you fear the Lord and you act uprightly. You follow his commandments. And so if you abide by those two things, then as Peter says at the end of the reading, there's no reason for you not to be baptized. God is available to everyone. Conversion is available to everyone, regardless of background, regardless of nationality, religion of his, uh, history of religion, whatever. Uh, Christianity is available to all. And so no, the Gentiles do not have to get circumcised, do not have to follow the Jewish um, food laws or laws of worship. Um, and so, yeah, there's no qualifications needed for being a Christian except a heart open to the will of God and a heart willing to do his will. The second reading is from the first letter of John, chapter 4, verses 7 to 10. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is of God. Everyone who loves is begotten by God and knows God. Whoever is without love does not know God, for God is love. In this way, the love of God was revealed to us. God sent his only Son into the world so that we might have life through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son as expiation for our sins. I just love the first letter of John very much, um, as I've said, and I've loved reading through these letters uh, in this Easter time. And one of John's main themes is love throughout his, his three letters the love of God and how we are here because of the love of God. And if we have love, then we know God. Everyone who loves is begotten by God and knows God. And I think that's really significant that if you love any, not just God, but anyone in your life, if you have love at all for your husband or your boyfriend or even not romantic love, like 
you know what it, what it is. There's this beautiful line in Les Mis, and it's so true. To love another person is to see the face of God. It's like the last real line in the show, and I think that's just so profound. That love is a gift of God. It's not. It's not. Uh, there's no reason, and people have studied this. Like, there's no biological reason for humans to love the way that we do, which is really, you know, unconditional. Uh, we don't love people just because of what they do for us, because animals, you know, you can debate whether or not they love, but they're loyal because, you know, their owners feed them. And we're not like that, <laughs> you know. Sometimes we love people that that maybe we shouldn't love or... or uh, you know, there's like unrequited love, right? These, the people that aren't necessarily like doing, providing anything for us, but we love them anyway, right? This unconditional love doesn't make any biological sense. It's a total gift, a spiritual gift from God. And if we have that in any capacity in our lives, then we know what, who God is. God reveals himself to us in the love that we see and feel and have in our relationship with others. God reveals himself to us through the love we have for others and through the love that we receive from others. And I think that's extraordinarily amazing and profound that, that God can use others and use us to be vessels of him in the world. And loving someone else can, can really be proof of, of his existence. The gospel this week is from John chapter 15, verses 9 to 17. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy might be complete. This is my commandment. Love one another as I love you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer call you slaves because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have told you everything I have heard from my father. It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. This I command you, love one another. Got a little emotional as I was reading that, you guys, not gonna lie. What amazing, amazing words we have here from our Lord um, at the Last Supper. These are his last words of wisdom that he just wants to cram in there before it's, it's, you know, it's too late for him to say anything else to them. And so I think it, it's pretty clear from this reading that this is the most, this is the commandment that, that uh, doesn't trump all the Ten Commandments, but is the perfection of the Ten Commandments. If we're properly loving God and properly loving others, we are, then we are doing all the Ten Commandments. 
You know, they all come back to properly loving God and properly loving others. And so this, this last line just really strikes me that we should love, love, love one another. And I think that's something that does get tricky in Catholicism is that line between love and um, approval or love and acceptance or love and, um, I don't know, passive passivity to things that uh, contradict our faith or challenge our faith or that that land in this place of of maybe like this gray this grayness where we don't know what's right and how to respond to the situation and so I don't know what to say about it really I mean I think there's just it all has to come back to love and I think I, I don't think, I know that there are some people and some Catholics and some Christians who do not speak about this, these topics, uh, whether it's gender ideology or, or same-sex attraction or um, abortion or euthanasia. I mean, the list just goes on and on about things that the Catholic Church teaches that the world it just gets harder and harder to to say no that's not what we believe to the world um and so how do how do we display truth in a loving way um i don't know i think that's something that that's learned and i think it's something that we need the we need to call upon the holy spirit for these conversations and i don't think that people are doing that i think in the past year we've seen the church be challenged with questions of you know racism and I've seen people respond beautifully and in a way that shows that they are willing to learn and listen and make changes and I've seen people respond in totally hurtful um ignorant ways that just that just uh I, I can't even imagine being a person of color and reading some of the things that I've read, frankly, from Catholics and Christians. And so all this being said, I don't mean to laugh because it's just such a it's just such a difficult topic. This word love seems so easy. And I think in the in the second reading, it's it seemed so easy that, uh, you know, God is love. And if we love others, we love God. But I think Jesus is making it clear. And if we were to read on in chapter 15, he would talk about how the world is going to hate them because of the way that we love. And so I think we should just go back to that song. They'll know we are Christians by our love. I think sometimes people know we're Christians by our hateful language or by our um, language that's just very... Um, ignorant and insensitive. Insensitive is probably a good word. I think people are more quick in today's culture to recognize a Christian because of insensitive language than they are to recognize a Christian by their loving language. And I th I'm saying that right now, and I, I really think it's true, and that's not okay. That's not okay. People should know we are Christians automatically. We shouldn't even have to tell them that. 
we are Christians by the way we love. But unfortunately, I think people have developed the stereotype of a Christian by the way that we are insensitive and and hateful and uh, just ignorant of what people are going through and what people's experiences are and, and their struggles. You know, I think maybe especially in these these times of where um, we've lost a sense of gender and the goodness of our human sexuality, the way that God has created us. There's a, I don't know what the perfect way to love while at the same time, you know, speaking the truth of the church is, but I also do know that there's a way to do it in a loving way that's not insensitive or hurtful or, uh, just ignorant of what, of what someone struggling with this is going through. It's not easy for them. It's, it's for, for most people that I've read about and, and met in my own life that are going through this, it's been years and years of struggling. Um, and so when I, you know, when I see these comments on Facebook and Instagram of, and, uh, you know, people sharing articles and writing things. And it's just uh, some of the things that I read by people that I know or people that I know in the public sphere that are Christian and claim to be Christian and Catholic are just speaking in such a hurtful way that it breaks my heart. So anyway, this was a long tangent to say that I am on this journey with you of trying to find this this balance and this this truth that lies, I know it does. I know it lies there with truth and love. It's in there. And so let's just all strive to be in that together. They should know we are Christians by the way that we love and not by the way that we uh, are insensitive. So that's maybe my challenge for us this week is to maybe just do an examination of conscience an examination of the way that we use our social media, the way that we talk about current events, and just to reflect on it and say, if someone knew nothing about me, would they know that I'm a Christian by the way that I love others? Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And it would be awesome if you could give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. Those ratings help us get this message of the gospel out to as many people as possible. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Shower of Roses and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash A Shower of Roses podcast. You can also check out A Shower of Roses podcast.com for more information about the show or to send us an email or feedback. We'll see you back here next Wednesday. God bless you and have a great week.